Every single time Hunter wakes up from a nap these days, he's asking for a snack and it's usually a fruit snack. And I used to say heck no to all kinds of fruit snacks and goodies like that because I hated all of the artificial dyes, harmful ingredients, and the ridiculous amount of sugar that they have. And while I still am a big proponent in not having all of those things all the time, I find so much hope in knowing that Thrive Market has me covered and has Hunter covered for not just all of those sweet fun treats, but also other essentials while keeping him safe and healthy. And it's honestly become a fun little tradition for Michael and I to sit down and pick out our Thrive Market order. They're so amazing and such our go-to for delicious snacks and pantry essentials and so much more. Their app is so easy to use and everything is delivered to our doorstep in a matter of days, which drastically reduces my stress level because making time to go to the grocery store is my least favorite thing to do. Plus, I'm obsessed with their standards. They restrict literally 1,000 plus harmful ingredients and they only allow the most trusted ingredients for you. I mean, even last order, I saved $20 and got an incredible deal on the poppy probiotic sodas that I love. Plus, it's not just good for your family. When you join Thrive Market, they also gift a membership to a family in need, which is the greatest. So let's save time and money and shop Thrive Market today. Go to thrivemarket.com slash truthtalks for 30% off your first order. Plus, you get a $60 gift for free. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash truth talks. Thrivemarket.com slash truth talks. Hey friend, you're listening to Truth Talks with Tara, a podcast dedicated to helping you know, love, and live God's word. I'm your host, Tara, and I am so glad that you're here. Each week, we'll dive into scripture together. We'll answer questions we all have about the Bible and about how to live for God, as well as learn from some of my amazing friends and guests. If you want to see how God's word can truly change your everyday life, this show is for you. My prayer is that we would all grow in our knowledge of God so that we can live boldly for Him. So, what do you say? Let's get into it. I really want to scream right now, but for the sake of your ears and your listening experience, I'm not going to do that. The reason why I'm so excited is because today, March 7th, is the official launch day of my book, Surrender Your Story, Ditch the Myth of Control, and Discover Freedom in Trusting God. Friend, it's out in the world. It's live. It's available. You can grab it online anywhere books are sold or pop into a store and see if they have a copy. I cannot believe that you're going to get it in your hands today. The wait is officially over. And now you can join me in reading this message and start to truly trust God with your story and find the freedom and surrender that we've all been looking for. The crazy thing about this is that a year ago, I turned in the manuscript to this book, which is basically the first draft to my editor. And then six days after that, I gave birth to my son, Hunter. So not only is today the book birthday, it's also my baby, my sweet Hunter's first birthday. So we're celebrating so much today, and I'm so glad that I get to do it with you. You, my friend, are who this book was written for. When I was writing this message with the Lord, when I was pouring over commentaries and scripture and studying for this message, I had you in mind and in my heart and in my prayers. 
You see, I didn't write this book out of a place of perfection, that I had everything figured out, that I'm just amazing at trusting God and I'm perfect at surrendering. I wrote this book out of the place of my own struggle and out of the place of what I've learned with the Lord. So I first of all want you to know that I don't have it figured out, but I'm so thankful that we have a God who's given us his word that can help us continue walking on this journey of surrendering and finding freedom in trusting him with our stories. Today, as we celebrate, I wanted to do an episode on when it feels hard to surrender to God, because, you know, I'm under no assumption that surrendering is easy. I'm not claiming that it's super breezy and that there's no problems with it and that we should just be able to do it without hesitation. I know surrendering is one of the hardest things in life, but that's the reason why I wrote this book, because although it's a hard thing, it's something that will fulfill us and give us freedom and purpose, the freedom and purpose that we've been looking for our whole lives. And so I wanted to talk today about when it feels too hard, when you don't know how to do it, when you want to in your soul, but you just don't know where to start. I want to give you encouragement on that today. So it's no secret that we live in a world that's obsessed with control. And although, you know, the world may not come right out and say control, it really shows itself in a lot of other ways and messages in this world, like manifestation or girl boss or self-help. All of these messages are subtly, but maybe not so subtly, peddling this message that we're in control, that we are the authors and creators of our destiny and we don't need help and there's nothing standing in our way. I know that at first glance that this feels really empowering, right? It feels like, you know, it's my life. It has my name written all over it. Isn't this the way I should live? And at first glance in our hearts, it really comforts us and gives us purpose and power within us. But then we start to realize that that's actually not how we were created. We know in our hearts that God is in control. We know that God's word says that. But when it comes to living that out, it can be one of the most difficult things to grasp. It's countercultural, meaning it goes against what the secular world says and what they believe and their ideologies, right? And it even goes against our natural human instinct. Yes, in Christ, we have been made new. We have been put on the new man, like Paul talks in the epistles, and the old flesh no longer has control over us. But the thing about it is that it still rears its ugly head now and again. I know it does for me. My sin nature tries to crawl back up and take control. And that's the old flesh of our lives. It really likes this idea of being in control. But we have to remember who truly is on the throne of our lives and our hearts and the world. Jesus is the Lord of our lives, meaning the sovereign master and leader and commander. He is who we had our start through. He is who created us. He is who saved us. So it makes sense that he is the only one in control. When I first started writing this book and when I kind of brainstormed the title, which in episodes to come in the next couple weeks, I'm going to have so many incredible conversations, one with my literary agent and other ones to come, just sharing the behind the scenes of this book and how it came to be. But for now, when I started just brainstorming this idea and praying over it with the Lord about what this message was going to be, what this book was going to be, I thought a lot about how the world sees surrender. 
even think about some of your favorite movies. Like think about superhero movies or Marvel movies or any movies that have war or battles or fighting. Surrender comes up a lot in those movies. Waving the white flag, you know, admitting defeat. It's usually, again, like this idea of shame and defeat. And it's looked upon as this dishonorable thing to surrender, to give up, to wave the white flag. As a society, we've kind of just started to believe that surrendering, waving that white flag is a need of weakness and that it's not good and that it's not the most admirable thing in the world. But you'll learn a lot in my book, Surrender Your Story, that God's kingdom is often upside down. And now what I mean by that is what makes sense to the Christian and God's word and our savior doesn't make sense to the world. Meaning the world will look at God's word, the world will look at how we live and they'll be like, what in the world are they doing? It doesn't make any sense. They'll mock us, they'll laugh at us, they'll say that you're just living like a lunatic. And that's why it seems upside down. Another way to say counter-cultural. Surrendering our lives is one of those counter-cultural things that the world will look at us and say, well, you can manifest your destiny. You can just put positive vibes out there and it'll happen. But I want to tell you that this is the way of life that God came to bring. He sent Jesus, his son to earth to offer us a better way to live. And surrendering is that better, more fulfilling way. We just need to taste and see. If there was any inspiration verse behind this book, it would be Luke 9, 23. It's when Jesus was talking to his disciples and he said, If anyone would come after me, he must deny himself, take up his cross daily, and follow me. Jesus lays out the perfect three-step formula to following him or to come after him, meaning run after him with all they got, follow him. The first part is denying ourselves, which if you look at what that means in context, what denying ourselves means, it really just alludes to setting aside one's interests for the sake of God's kingdom. It's really just another way to say giving up control, meaning, Lord, you're the one who saved me, so you're the one who gets to direct my life. I'm going to lay down my life. I'm going to set aside my personal interests for the sake of you and your kingdom. I'm going to give up the ways that I thought my life would be, and instead, I'm going to surrender that control to you because it belongs to you, and I know that you have better plans and purposes for my life. The next part of the step is to take up our cross every day. I love that Jesus said daily or every day because he knew that this would be a process that needs to be continued over and over and over again, not to discourage us, but to keep us in dependence on him. So what does it mean to take up our cross every day? This is just an idea of being willing to follow Jesus every day. Like it says, no matter the cost. Back in Jesus's time, his disciples, the people that would have heard this, knew that crosses were a symbol of, you know, pain and death and suffering. So Jesus used that metaphor to say that, are you willing to take up the suffering and count the cost and be like, Jesus, I'm going to follow you even into the unknown, even into the twists and turns of my story, and perhaps even the inevitable suffering because we all go through it. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. 
2024 has simultaneously felt like the longest and shortest year. Our little family has gone through so many highs and lows and joys and valleys. I mean, Hunter's growing up so crazy and our calendars are so crazy. And this is usually the time of year where so many of us give up on our New Year's resolutions. And while some of mine have not panned out, to be honest, there are some that have. I am personally really proud of my consistent workout routine this year. It has been something that has been so off and on since having Hunter. It's also given me so much mental clarity to be physically active. I'm also really proud that I have instilled regular rhythms of rest in my life and not just rest when I'm burnt out, which was usually the norm. When life moves so quickly, let's just slow down and celebrate our little wins and move forward in faith and make adjustments for the rest of the year. This is your little mid-year check-in. Therapy can help you take stock of your progress and set achievable goals for the rest of the year. So if you're thinking about giving therapy a try, try BetterHelp to keep you on track. It's entirely online, so it flows with your lifestyle, and you can select a therapist that fits your needs and beliefs, but also feel the freedom to switch at any time to find the best match. Therapy gives you the space to talk about the good, the bad, the ugly, and process it, which can be really hard on your own. So visit betterhelp.com slash truth talks today and get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash truth talks. And the last part is simply to follow Jesus, walking in his footsteps, following behind a leader and knowing that he's the one who directs our paths. Like Proverbs 3, 5 through 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. In all of our ways, acknowledge him, and he will make our paths straight. So there are the three steps. Literally giving up our personal control, setting aside our interests for God's instead, taking up our cross, counting the cost, and then following Jesus, walking behind his footsteps. You know, I've grown up reading the Bible my whole entire life, but it really wasn't until a couple years ago when I started this whole journey of the book and through my own, you know, personal testimony of releasing control of having a chronic illness put on me at a young age, at dropping out of college, all things I share about in the book. I didn't actually understand this verse until those things happened in my life. And it's been incredible the way that God has really opened my eyes to the beauty of surrender. Jesus laid it out for us. I love that he has not left any stone unturned, that he has given us what we need in his word. And he said, this is the way to follow me in safety and security in the promises of my plan. And get this, that was Luke 9, 23. So verse 23. But if we look at verse 24, Jesus then goes on to tell his disciples that if you seek to avoid the hardships associated with following me, meaning if you try to take control, if you try to avoid hardships and suffering, if you don't follow me, then we actually end up losing our lives. If we try to gain the world, we're going to lose our souls. It's again, one of those countercultural things that some people believe if I achieve all of this in my life, if I manifest, if I, you know, reach my plans and my goals without considering anything else, then I've gained the world. I've reached it. But Jesus actually says, if we seek to avoid the suffering, if we seek to, you know, control our lives instead of trusting him, we're actually not living in the way of life that he came to bring. But those who embrace Jesus's call to discipleship, which is what Luke 9.23 is, that three-step process. Those who embrace that and follow that to the best of their ability, who depend on God to help them do it, they are going to be saved. They are going to live the full life that Jesus came to bring for them. Sweet friend, 
I know that surrender feels like a sacrifice. Like we talked about earlier, no one wants to let go and let God. It feels like you're falling off a cliff. You're losing control. It feels like you're spiraling. It feels unknown and scary. And it feels like defeat. Again, surrender, that white flag, we associate it with defeat and loss. You're asked to give up a lot. And a lot of times we're asked to give up things that are even good, that are our definition of good. But I want to tell you right now that you get an incredible trade. When you let God direct your paths and when you surrender the results of your life and you start expecting what God can only do, you are going to live in the freedom and fullness of Christ. Now, I want you to hear me out. There's nothing wrong with planning and you know being responsible and hardworking and caring about your life. I mean, Psalms and Proverbs, just to name a few, talk a lot about how we shouldn't be lazy, but we should be diligent about our lives and we should give all the glory to the Lord and all of our work. But we cross over into this death grip on control, if you will. When we start believing that we're in control and when things don't go our way, we're frustrated, we're disappointed, and we start distrusting God. We instead need to live faithfully every day following the Lord, but with open hands. I think a lot of times, and I'm speaking from personal experience, that we try to control because we believe that we know what's best for our lives. We believe that you know we have better purposes and we have the best interest for ourselves. But friend, can I remind you that God is the one who loves you, who created you, who saved you, and promises to not waste anything for your good and for his purposes and his kingdom's glory. In Matthew eleven twenty eight, Jesus said he came to make our burdens lighter. He didn't say that he was going to make them non-existent because where would our need and our dependence on him be? But he did say that he would make them lighter and easier. Friend, we only overburden ourselves, meaning we only pile on burdens and heaviness and weight that we weren't meant to carry when we try to control, when we hold on to our lives so tightly that we don't trust God to do what only he can do. We yoke ourselves to slavery and bondage, actually, instead of experiencing the freedom in Christ. Galatians 5, Paul says that it's for freedom that Christ set us free. He didn't save us to keep us in bondage to a list of rules, but he saved us so that we could be in love and devoted with a God that produces obedience. Throughout this episode, I know I've said a lot about finding freedom and purpose, but I think that's really what we're all longing for. I know that in my life, when I've tried to control, when I haven't trusted God, when things haven't gone my way and I start to resent him or feel bitter— It's because I really want to find freedom in my life and I believe that I can set myself free by accomplishing what I want to in my life. But again, this is a countercultural truth that you can depend your life upon. That Jesus said the three-step process of denying yourself, taking up your cross, and following him keeps you free and it keeps you faithful in his call for your life. Because here's the cool news. You don't have to have it all figured out because God already does. We need to start thinking of surrender as open hands and control as closed fists. It's a muscle we need to practice. It's a muscle of literally, if you're able, take a look down at your hands, ball them up in fists, see what that looks like. It's tense. It's intense as well, right? But then slowly open them. We need to live with open hands, meaning that we're prepared for whatever God has, that we are surrendering, Lord, here are my dreams and my desires. I know that you see them and that you've placed them in my heart, but I want to give them up to you. 
Meaning, if this is your will that they come to pass, then great. If not, help me to live with open hands. And just like preparing for a marathon or a race or any kind of physical training, you need to exercise your muscles in repetition. And the same thing goes for us. We need to train our surrender muscle every day in the little and the big. So friend, you can clearly tell that I am passionate about this message. And I'm not only passionate about it because of how God's changed my life in it and what he has taught me, but I'm passionate because this is literally the process of what it looks like to be a disciple of Christ. And I want to help you find that freedom. I want to help you find that purpose. I want to help you look into God's word and be changed by it. I want you to stop being frustrated and disappointed when things don't go your way. And instead be like, okay, God, I trust you. I'm living on your timeline and not my own. I'm going to walk at your pace and I'm going to be patient. And I'm going to look forward in anticipation knowing that you have amazing things for me and that you can write a better story than I ever could. So friend, again, surrender your story, ditch the myth of control, and discover freedom in trusting God is officially out in the world. You can get it today. You don't have to wait anymore. So this book is for you if perhaps you feel frustrated that life hasn't gone the way you thought, or maybe you're caught in a vicious cycle of striving to prove your worth or to fulfill your life, or maybe you really want to trust God, but you don't know how to do it and you need practical tools, or maybe you want practical tips as well on how to surrender your life and go all in with Christ. If any of those things seem to relate to you, if that's a call and a desire of your life, I would encourage you to pick up a copy today wherever books are sold. If you pre-ordered the book or if you picked up a copy already, I want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart. Friend, you know, I can only do so much on my own to get this message out, but with your help, your hand in hand, your purchases, your shares on social media, or even just telling a friend in real life about this book and the way it's changed your life, we can do so much more for the kingdom of God together. So I want to say thank you. I'm wrapping you up in the biggest virtual hug. And even if you're only a page or two in, or if this episode has encouraged you, if you have time, would you please leave a star rating and review for the book for Surrender Your Story on Amazon, Christian Book, or Barnes & Noble, or wherever you review your books. I would so appreciate it. But again, not only for me, although it really encourages and supports me, but also to help people see that this is a book worth reading because, you know, I'm not all that, but God's word is. And I want to help people experience more freedom in Christ. So thank you so much in advance for doing that. I love you. I cannot wait to see your shares and your tags and see what you're learning from this book. You are my fam. You guys are the realest here on Truth Talks with Tara. And I cannot wait to have more episodes on this in the future. So I will see you next week. And thank you so much for celebrating with me.